Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast, Raw Rundown. My name is Adam Glenn. On the other side of the country is Dax Holtz. We are 100% of the Hollywood Raw team. It's uh, not 50% or 100%, unless you want to consider Cam, our producer. We'll give him, we'll give him 40. So we'll take, <laughs> you know, make a cut. Um, my voice is going. How are you? I was going to say, are you, are you okay? What's happening over there? Dude, I've been back and forth of just being sick like i've been struggling this winter this is like the first winter in the east coast where we've actually it's not been snow but yeah. it's been cold it's been cold here um it hasn't been fun i've been out a couple days this week um but it's just been this time of year just sucks here bottom line february january is a long month you know so for, for, uh, you know fortunately we're out of january we got one more month to go with february and uh next week i'm gonna be out in vegas for the super bowl which I'm going to be honest with you, Dax. I'm not that excited so, for the Super Bowl no? as I usually am. What if you see no. Taylor Swift walking around? That will never happen. In fact, nobody <laughs> will see Taylor Swift. Um, can you imagine you see Taylor Swift walking around? I wonder what she's going to do for the Super Bowl. I wonder if she goes to any parties uh, or goes to see one concert. I, I guess uh, she'd maybe check out Post Malone because he's doing mm-hmm. a show. But that's just like a... a a stretch. I don't even know if she would like walk outside. I, think I don't think it's going to happen. And... Doesn't she have the Grammys literally like the night before or something like that? Yeah. Well, are the Grammys this weekend? The Grammys are this weekend, right? And then next week. Oh, because Pro Bowl. Bowl is this weekend. So yeah. He, but he so Travis can't go. He can't go to the Grammys. I saw that story this week because he's got obligations. So, OK, so Pro Bowl yeah. this weekend. But the thing about the Super Bowl this year is last year was incredible. It was in Arizona. So there's no nightlife. There's no clubs. There's no venue spaces for this for these parties that come in, these huge Super Bowl parties. And that's what's fun about it is that they make these tents like in Arizona. They they, they create their own club. They they mm. bring out this huge parking lot. They make beautiful like tents, which sounds weird, but like – the way they build this whole party in the middle of nowhere is the cool part about it. And it's a fun experience. With that said, when you go to Vegas, you're in a club. So all the parties for the most part are in clubs. So what they're doing, it's like, it's not your a bigger club night. It's just, it, it's not a bigger party. It's just a party in a club. It's not different than any other club night at Marquee or tower wherever. And people when are they going. do that, you can't see them walk in because it's a nightclub. So they exactly. have a thousand different entrances to get into this place. Yeah. I'm curious if people are going to stay out late as they once did. Like what was good about Arizona, it was like the night ended at 2 a.m. And yeah. it sounds weird, but it was like, it was fun to like, okay, you know, when everyone had to go home, Vegas could be weird. Like open up on, you know, staying up to four or five in the morning, which I don't think a lot of these people will be staying up that late in I don't know. I'm curious what celebrities come out for Vegas because Vegas to me is just not that exciting. I don't, I don't know. It, it's not as it's exciting funny. as it once was. 
that reminded me of a time that I got to feel like a celebrity once in my life. When uh, back in the day for my bachelor party, I think it was, I went to, no, it wasn't my bachelor. It was my buddy's bachelor party. And we got a table at Poetry. Do you remember Poetry inside I of do. Caesars like yeah, forever yeah. ago? Uh, we had a buddy that like ran the place. And this was back when I was on TMZ all the time. They let us pull up in the backside of Caesars, open up like a back pantry door and like walk in super cool in the back. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> I felt awesome. so cool. I didn't have to do the long trek through Caesars to get to it. And I was like, damn, this is what it feels like. And then that was the last time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I mean, I have some I have some pretty wild Vegas stories, but like one of my low parts of Vegas is I went to I went out. I was by myself. I was in Vegas for the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight. And the next day, Conor McGregor was doing a party at one of the beach clubs. You know, I think it was Tao Beach Club or day party. And I waited in line and tried to go in. And when I got to the front, they wouldn't allow me in because I was a journalist like, oh, yeah. you can't come in. You're a journalist. I go, guys, I'm, I was actually staying at the Wynn Hotel. I was like, I'm staying here. They're like, no, you can't come in. You're a journalist. I'm like, hey, listen, not to say that. Part of the reason I stayed here was to come to this party, and they would not allow me in. So what I do, I complain wow. to the front desk, and I said, this is bullshit. You guys wasted my time. You won't allow me in this party. I'm not here working. I was literally – I took vacation days. I'm here on vacation just to experience it. And I complained like a, like a good um, Jewish boy and – uh and I got a free room. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. I, I came out. Of, I got a free room. So that was my Vegas story. But this year, I go out Tuesday. And uh, we'll see what parties I get into. We'll do an episode recap because it should be pretty interesting. On to today's episode. You know what we do. We do the top 10 stories of the week. We call it the Raw Rundown. Um, the stories are... You know, we push it on data, what we find the most important stories of the week and um, what you guys are interested in or what we think you're interested in. So we're going to get to that. Before we get to that, we love reviews. It's the best thing to do to support this podcast. Um, it just means a lot to us personally. We just need that ego booster. It makes us <laughs> feel good. Um, Dax, do you have a review ready for us? Yeah, I got one. All right. This one comes from H. Brook H.S., Five stars. Title is great, guys. I love listening to your podcast. You give honest points of view. I love even more for. <laughs> I love you even more for loving pink and supporting Israel. Thank you. I uh, love it. <laughs> love it. You guys rule. You you support Israel. Support pink. I'm loving this podcast. Hbook HS. Nonetheless, I appreciate the review. And again, if you guys already gave us a review. Grab your spouses. Grab your friend. Let them do it. Give us a weird shout out. Say a few kind words. Honestly. It's it it helps out the algorithm. That's the best thing. That's the best way to explain it. And feel um, free to put pink in in as many comments as possible. I will always support that as well. Yes, Dax is uh, <laughs> the treasurer of the pink fan club. Um, so treasurer, I'm the fucking next. president, vice president, treasurer, secretary, intern, all of he it. He brings the cupcakes for the weekly meetings. <laughs> it's really nice. You're a nice boy, Dax. <laughs> On to the raw rundown, the top 10 stories of the week, starting with number 10. Number 10, Heidi Klum giving more details that no one really needed to know, <laughs> but we are interested. So Heidi Klum talking about sex and vibrators and German sausages and all kinds of stuff on Call Her Daddy. So she sat down um, and just divulged a whole lot of information about her life. You know, she is married to Tom Kulitz. Um, what, what the fuck band was he in again? 
uh, the Strokes. I don't know one of those. No, well, Tokyo Tokyo Hotel. There we go. Tokyo. Uh, yeah, it's sort of I close to the Strokes. Young guy though, too. Young. Yeah, he's like 16 years younger than her, and she talked about that a lot on the podcast. Uh, but you know, she, she started talking about her sex life and the men she's been with. She said to what's her name, Alex. She goes, "Look at my past. I don't have a type. I've been with someone bald, really old, long hair, skinny." She goes, "Their personalities all have been very, very different. At the end of the day, you want someone." who you feel comfortable with, someone who makes you feel great and sees you also and continues to see you. Um, and then, you know, talked about her, her favorite vibrator, which is, uh, I guess, the wand. Ooh, one of my favorites. The Harry Potter edition. Yeah. <laughs> Good sound effect, Dax. Yeah, right? Um, and then she didn't really shy. Like, her and Tom have always been pretty, I feel like, sexual and public. Like, they put on all the PDA all the time, you always see them on like yachts around the world, just hanging out and kissing and being all over each other. She she just seems like a very sexual person, but she's also German. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like sexuality it's DNA. is just, yeah, it's just different uh, overseas. Like, they're not so prude and shy about stuff. Like, you see her all the time, just topless yeah. on boats, and she she's not like she's not a prude person. Let's just say that. And then she does say she. Um, she does miss, miss her occasional sausage when living in America, um, but she was talking about food at that point. <laughs> and then uh, Alex had basically said, well, um, you do have a you do love your German sausage, right? Because <laughs> referring to her husband, because her husband's also German. Uh, anyway, it was just a fun, interesting conversation. She did get into a point when um, her her daughter, Lenny, her 19 year old daughter, talked about finding her sex closet and where she keeps all of her toys. I guess she found the closet with her friends. That's not awkward as fuck, right? Yeah, this girl, her daughter, her, yeah, she has a, a sex closet, but her daughter, Lenny, I saw photos of her maybe a couple months ago, and she was on a boat, and her daughter, she's above, I could say this, because she, she's she's legal. She's got an insane body, great body, just like her mom. You know, she's, um, and the way the photos came, I was like, oh, this is gonna be the start of this girl's career. And in fact, we've been seeing a lot more of the mother, mm -hmm. the mother and daughter duo recently. Um, Heidi, I would say she's been one of the smartest models, and and I don't say it, in a, but as far as business wise, as yeah. far as really extending her, her longing, brand, yeah, her career yeah. and everything. I mean, to be doing which, I mean. To be a host on America's Got a judge on America's Got Talent still, considering the fact she's just a model and she's just been really prolonging her her career in front of the camera. I know a lot of other people, models like Cindy Crawford or more, Kathy Ireland, have gone behind the camera the camera in businesses. But Heidi has really extended her um her career. I don't know how, I don't know why, but she's she, got a great I, personality. That that's part of it people love her i ran into her when i was at access hollywood a while back nicest woman like so wonderful so just like fun and like what you see on tv is what i saw behind the scenes too she was just dope by the way she did describe her sex life she likes to have sex for hours she said <laughs> she called her sex life endlessly hot and wild when she was asked to describe it in uh, three words she goes i think it's easier for women than it is for a man so so does the man have that much stamina? No. Uh, and the men are usually that the ones that can't go for that long. But she seems wild, dude. She is uh, an interesting lady. And it's conversations like this that continue to keep her relevant, relevant. I think. Yeah, because she, kn she knows what to do.
she knows she knows the business. She knows what people will click on. And of course, going on that podcast, they know they're going to get into it. Um, yeah, I, I, I rather just someone who who's older goes on just be honest. Like, yeah, I'm not having sex. I haven't done anything in years. But they're always like <laughs> when they do talk about it, it makes a lot of news. <laughs> She's always, uh, and it's so funny. I'm, I'm not saying to Google Heidi Klum naked, but if you Google Heidi Klum naked, you'll see she's always on the beach, topless. She's very comfortable, and uh, again, like you said, it's more of like in her. She does of- I, the amount of photos I pitched out at TMZ over the years of like, I mean, it started to get kind of too redundant. Like, how you can only pitch out Heidi Klum topless on a yacht so many times when you're like, people don't care anymore. Yeah, good for her. You know, like good for her. She's having fun still. Dax, number nine. Danny Masterson moved to Maximum Security Prison. This, by the way, is the same prison that uh, once held Charles Manson. So, uh, you know, Danny Masterson, who is uh, basically serving 30 years to life for raping two women. He was transferred from North Kern State Prison in Delano, California to Corcoran, I believe is how you say it, state prison in California, where he will serve a majority of his sentence. Uh, basically, the judge denied that uh, his request for bail last week, claiming that he was a flight risk because there was no wife to go home to is what the judge said. I'm like, talk about a little stab in the heart right there because his yeah. wife filed for divorce. Um but he will be eligible for parole at the age of 66 in July of 2042, Oof. according to state prison records. Um, but yeah, so he'll be living in the level four housing unit, which is the highest tier of security available at the prison. Inmates here are placed at this level when they need extra protection or supervision. Obviously, he's a high profile inmate. You know, you don't need people stabbing him or whatever just because they want to be able to say, I. I took out Danny Masterson. You know, that's not uncalled for. Sure. He will reportedly be under 24-hour uh, surveillance in case he has signs of mental distress, which includes around-the-clock video monitoring along with cell checks by prison guards every 30 minutes. Um, if he does show signs of distress he uh, or feel like he's in danger, danger, he'll be placed in a small protective housing unit. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Charles Manson spent 10 years here in the protective housing wing Also, the man who was convicted of killing Robert F. Kennedy was there. And then the dating game killer, Robert uh, Rodney, was also there. So crazy, crazy. Yeah. uh, What a change in life. You go from this Hollywood star to you are literally in the same prison as Charles Manson. Yeah, I got to imagine was being being in that prison for so long. And then once you eventually get out, how much that changes you as a person? I mean, it just you know, the PTSD that you get from that. But my two wonders of this is a, if Danny Masterson in jail will still be a practicing Scientologist and then B will any of the cast members that he worked with, will they reach out to him? When I mean, like just write a letter. Hey man, I hope, hope, you know, hope you're doing okay. And just, I know it's a difficult situation. I don't think any either party would ever address it. The last person who wrote a letter about Danny Masterson got ripped apart and that was at yeah. Fisher and Mila Kunis. I don't think anyone's going to be writing any letters anytime soon. So you take Wilmer Valderon just wipes his hands clean and says, I have no longer have any sort of relationship with Danny Masterson. He's like, I'm not writing a letter to him. It's not, yeah. you can't, it's a no win situation, but yep, I wonder much. in church, if you are a practicing Scientologist in church or how that works. I don't know if I, it gives up on the religion or listen, I am, I don't even want to talk Scientology. You're scared because you don't know where they're at. They could be right behind me for all I know right now. 
Man, that is true. That is true. Uh, <laughs> Dax, uh, actually, speaking of which, uh, they're at the Scientology Church in LA has been having a lot of issues with these streamers going online and kind of um, making fun, messing with. Uh, I, I wouldn't say make. Yeah, I would say making fun, but kind of um, bullying, harassing the people that are trying to get people to come in their doors. And it's been a big issue there at the um, because of the crowds outside the church protesting outside the church. It's been a uh, you know, it's been an issue for them. So I wonder, they haven't really addressed it, but I don't know. Random thought, random. If anybody watches the anti-Scientologist streamers online or TikTok, it's been uh, pretty unique to watch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dax, the number eight story. Alec Baldwin pleads not guilty to the Rust manslaughter charge. I feel like this, like this case has been going on for so long, and I feel like there's never yeah, so any weird. like progress with it. It's very strange, but he he pled not guilty um, to the Rust shooting, avoiding a formal arraignment on the charge. He faces up to 18 months in prison if convicted of uh, negligently shooting Helena Hutchinson, the cinematographer from the film, back in October of 2021. He was indicted uh, by a New Mexico grand jury on January 19th, one year after prosecutors initially filed charges against him that were later dropped. The actor is scheduled to appear for a video arraignment via Google Meets on uh, Thursday, but opted instead to waive the appearance. So he remains free without bail. Uh, Under the terms of the release, he cannot possess firearms or drink alcohol and does not have, he can't have contact with witnesses in the case, except for, for business reasons related to the release of the film. Um, This also forbids him from solicitating witnesses to participate in a behind the scenes documentary about the making of the film. That would be, is he literally doing a behind the scenes on this film? I don't know that. I don't know. Um, Cause that's weird. Right. So he, he's weird. basically maintained the whole time that he didn't pull the trigger and said that he has been trained not to point a gun at someone and fire. Um, again, I go back to at the I fucking hate Alec Baldwin. I don't like him at all. <laughs> I, I really don't like him. I do. I, but I Dax has got I beef. Li- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just I feel so conflicted in this story that like. The guy clearly didn't go out of his way to shoot someone. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no malintent here. Like, there's no way that he wanted to take out the cinematographer. It just feels like a really, really horrible accident. And there's people on set that that was their job to maintain this. I think this, to me, feels like a case of, like, you want... You're just doing it because he's a big name. I would say um, I agree with you pretty much with everything you said because it is a big name because there's so it's such a publicized case. They just Mm -hmm. want to make sure everything will, every single thing is covered. Um, But I feel like any, any normal situation, you'd be like, you were on set, you were filming a movie, you were handed a prop gun, you fired the prop. Like this is not the first time something like this has happened, by the way. And this has happened before, 
but I, I the, the amount of scrutiny on Alec Baldwin, again, don't like the guy, but I also feel like this feels a little unfair. And I may be totally off basis here and people may disagree with me, but I, I don't understand why he is he's having to go down this path. If there was like some premeditated shit where you had heard him talking crap on Helena, you know, saying that she was the worst cinematographer ever and he wanted to take her out. Okay. Maybe I feel like maybe we'd go down there, but why is this all on him? Like it's a terrible situation for everyone. I mean, there is, this is just, this is, a this nightmare is absolutely terrible. Him. It's it's a nightmare for him. It's a nightmare for the family, for Helena's family. It's a nightmare for everyone who worked on this film. Uh, it, it, it's really just, just a troubling thing. Why it's being prolonged. I don't know. Maybe because they just want to make sure they have every single situation of this covered. Um, maybe someone, you know, part of me thinks that's maybe someone out there who has a lot of money, who's not a fan of Alec Baldwin, just throwing it out there. This is not, this is a theory that mm-hmm. they just don't like him and say, you know what, let's give him the runaround and then just keep it going because for me i would think it's just a you know one two end of story and i don't know what the like deciding like factor if, is with this like if you rented a car and you got in the car and you got out and then found out that the brakes were cut and you couldn't stop and smash into someone and died would you blame the rental car company or the person driving the car yeah i don't know yeah, like it, that's how i feel about like if someone handed him a prop gun and he thought it was a prop gun, I don't know. But maybe the story itself is just kind of, there's not too much new. There's not much new news to the story. Mm -hmm. It's just the outlets just keep kind of feeding into the story. Does that make sense? Like there could be the littlest, maybe new knowledge of this case. And they make it into a story, which uh, goes into the Google alerts because they know people click on it. That's another theory of mine. Just not exactly with this part of the story, but in general with the Alec Baldwin story. Uh, Dax, the number seven story. A Vanderpump Rules star Lala Kent shares that she is conceiving a second baby via IUI. So she said, I don't need a man in my life. I'm going to have a baby anyway. And uh, she's like, you know, I've stopped looking for a guy and realized, why can't I be happy and have more children by myself? So uh, she has now opened up about this whole procedure to uh, Cosmopolitan. And she said, you know, this is where basically they inject sperm surgically into the uterus to fertilize an egg um, by using a sperm donor. And uh, so she already does have the, the one daughter, Ocean, who's two and a half now, who she shares with her ex, Randall Emmett. Um, but she is noting that, you know, look, there, there's there's a lot of relationships in my life. I've, I haven't really found the best one, but I shouldn't stop down my life and wait for someone when I want a family. And I get that. Totally. She's like, totally. why do I have to wait for another person to be involved to, to have that family I want? So, you know, she goes, you know, this whole IUI process, she gets quoted saying very much like having scientific sex. It's the most wild thing in the world. When my doctor was explaining it to me, I was like, oh, so it's just like I'm in the bedroom with someone, but I don't have to wait the whole, for the big O. Just one and done. Like, it, like, it's just get it done. The most valuable thing comes out of a man, which is a sperm, and I'll be on my way. So anyway, she is opening up, which I think, I think is a really positive thing because there's there's people that don't want to talk like there for so many years, 
IVF and IUI and all this stuff was, I, I feel like taboo for a lot of people, or they didn't want to share this with the world. And I think when you make it normal, there's other people out there that may be sitting back going, oh, I haven't I found the love of my life and I want to be a mom and I want to be, you know, happy. And maybe this gives them the courage to go out and, you know, be happy. Yeah, I, um, I saw her this week, actually, in New York. I was um, driving home and I saw some a paparazzi photographer outside watch what happens. And I was like, oh, maybe something's going on. And then <laughs> about um, 15 minutes later, um, she came out. Um, she had like four like hardcore fans there waiting for her. And I still I'm not a Vanderpump guy. I've I've met a few of the people on the show and most of them have been pretty nice. She was nice and she was nice to the fans when i asked her like one question my question was regarding like how hard it is to find out who the donor is like how when you you know when someone's donating the sperm like what did you do to find out who's the right person the right candidate for the sperm you're gonna get and she and her answer was uh uh you'll find out this season on vanderpump rules like something like something like what do you talk stop just stop just stop and talk to me you're a fucking waitress um <laughs> yeah like, let's be real like you know like enjoy the moment but at the end of the day whatever it's not, she was but listen she was nice I, I sound angry which i am but um you know listen she was nice to the fans it was just interesting to see like these people come up and like they're hardcore fans of her like you changed my life i'm like am i am i missing something here what is going on um but she she knows what she's doing now like these vanderpump rule people vanderpump rules people they know how to kind of they use scandal all to their advantage from ariana oh, yeah. down to sandoval they know let's keep this thing going because this is good for business 100 and that thing literally revitalized the show it did it saved the show it saved the show in fact like they i wonder if show. in the back of their mind all of them are thankful for it i mean they all turn their backs on tom but at the end of the day they should be thanking him for keeping that show going really. Cause I feel like it was kind of on its last thread and now everyone's interested in it again. Yeah. All right. Dex number six. Uh, here's a little update on Bruce Willis. Uh, Demi Moore addressed his dementia battle saying that he is actually doing very well. She sat down on good Mar- morning America. She was doing an interview and obviously she was asked about him cause she's very close to him and uh, his new wife. And they're all like one big family. You see her posting a lot with all of them. And, you know, it's just a sad story. Honestly, she basically said, I think I think given the givens, he is doing very well. Um, She say that what I'll say is what I'll say to my children, which is important to just meet them where they're at and not hold on to what isn't, uh, because that's there's a great beauty and sweetness and loving and joy out of that. Um, so I think you have to what she's basically saying is you can't expect them to be who they were in the past. You have to accept for what the situation is right now and live in the moment. I think that's a great quote. I think yeah. she answered that perfectly. That was a and, you know, when they get those questions like that, I'm curious if a they work with their publicist on the answer and B, do they go to Good Morning America? Like, how does it work beforehand? Like, hey. Can we ask about Bruce? Is that question pre-rehearsed? What are your thoughts on that, Dax? Uh, shoot. Um, I think out of respect, they probably said, do you mind if we ask about him? Um, because people want to know. 
And I think she, I think she's open about it. You know what I'm saying? Like she posts a lot with the family and I think his dementia battle has been something that a lot of people have talked about and is very publicized and they all know that she's close. If she wasn't as close to him, that would be weird asking about your ex-husband if you weren't still close to them, you know? Yeah. But she's like, she's in it with the family. And I wonder if that answer, she was like, it really, again, her answer was perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if the answer was like she I'm just curious how it works, how the sauce is made, if she and, works and, with her publicist on the response. And I'm sure that she called up Emma, who is his current wife, um, because Emma also has released statements and put stuff out. And um, I think they're pr- trying to be transparent. And I think that they are trying to use this as a teachable moment for a lot of other families that are dealing with dementia and just how horrible it really can be to watch your loved one kind of like disappear in front of your eyes mentally. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's just really, really sad disease. Very sad. I mean, if you look up the symptoms of what he has, it's, it's probably difficult to be around. Cause again, this guy was the most, one of the manliest men's out there for a long time. And this guy was an action star. And now to see what he's going through now, it's gotta be very difficult for the family, but uh, it sounds like they're in a good place and glad he's doing well. Dax number five, Kanye West snatches a TMZ photog's phone all over a question about his wife, Bianca. So if you didn't see this video, it's been pretty much everywhere this last week. Uh, but basically there's a, a camera person out in LA who, as he was going to Charlie walks walk of fame ceremony, asked him about whether or not he is quote unquote, controlling his wife and banning her from social media. And Kanye lost his marbles, grabbed her phone, and then proceeded to berate her for about three minutes straight on why should she be asking him about his wife, how dare her, all this kind of stuff just ripped her apart while she stood there taking it. And then at the end of it, says I'll double your paycheck if you want to come work for me or something like that. It was very weird. Um, I don't know. I feel like you and I had different opinions on this. What it, what was your opinion on this whole video? Um, Kanye's not right here. He's not right here, but he's not wrong either. Um, you know, again, I talked to a few other colleagues who, uh, who do the job, and I wanted their opinion on it as well. And I know Melanie who went through it, and Here's the part that he's not wrong. It's not it's not right to get physical with any person there uh, at all. You know, him grabbing her phone is not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. She didn't do anything illegal because she's it's a public street. She tries to ask him a question. So she didn't do anything illegal. She shouldn't. He shouldn't have grabbed her phone as far as berating her. I mean, I was like, why didn't why did you feel like you could go after her? And then when that guy, there's there's an incident with him last week in a parking lot. He didn't feel like he should go after a guy in the parking lot who was kind of going at him. Um, again, it could have been a different circumstance where he was just in a different mind frame that day. And then also when he was berating her, he, he called himself a superhero. I was like, dude, I was with you until you called yourself a superhero. And um, then when he offered her a job, it, it seemed like he was just mumbling at that time. Like he just didn't know what to say. He was just so upset and angry. And I understand that kind of thing. Sometimes if you get upset and angry, you don't know what you're kind of saying or doing because you're so just do you feel, do you feel like but wait, hold on, Dex. But you why was she a filming with her cell phone? If you're a professional, what you do, you don't shoot your cell phone, you shoot your camera. There's a difference from that because you kind of know 
who who's kind of talking the questions. Number two, the way she said the question, the way she phrased the question, it wasn't good wording. It, you know, as a guy who's been doing this for a long time and I asked other guys, she didn't handle herself well to walk alongside him and ask some questions in that type of matter. And the way she asked the question, it wasn't the best question to be asked. She could have asked it in a different way. Um, and even though it's legally right, doesn't mean or illegally ex- allowed, doesn't mean that it's morally right. And um, you need to know how to kind of deal with the situation. And, you know, it's a sensitive subject. And, yeah, I, I I don't think she handled the situation right. And part of me feels like she wanted that when it all went down, she sort of didn't mind. She's like, okay, this video is going to go big. You know? No, like, Melanie looked like she was embarrassed as fuck the whole uh, time. Listen, I know. I would say, look, look, I think that she, I don't, she didn't even know that Kanye was going to be there. I, I, I listened to her talking to Charlie Cotton on one of the TMZ podcasts about the whole thing. And she didn't know he was going to be there. She spotted him, grabbed her cell phone, and started recording. Why did she so, grab her cell phone and not her camera? Why? I, don't know, I mean, your camera I think it was quick. You. It was probably just a quick moment. She was headed to the she was headed to the Walk of Fame thing. Spotted him, whipped out her cell phone again. What the fuck does it matter? Everyone who has become a paparazzi with their their phone, he's used to millions of people whipping out their cell phones around him. Um, he just has a screw loose and flips very quickly. It doesn't, even if someone asks you a, a screwed up question, you don't rip their cell phone out of their hand. No, we all know you that. Don't we, do that. You don't you, do that. You don't do it. You're, you're just going to get yourself in more trouble. Um, yeah. Calling yourself a superhero. I just, I sorry, dude, you're, you're wearing a fucking mask the whole time. And then he's basically telling people record me yelling at her. So I'm like, so wait a second, you're going you're going to grab someone's cell phone and say, don't record. But then on the flip side, be like, make sure you're recording all of this. No, no, he didn't say don't record. He's like, you're really going to ask, you know, he was he was said, like, that's no, he the grabbed way her he phone. So she would definitely record. grabbed her phone, but so she, he grabbed her so phone. He knew there's other but there's other people recording said, hey, record this. You know, I'm going to ask you questions now. And the question was. It was a very dark question, which wasn't, we don't even know if it's factually true. Again, you could have worded the question a lot of different ways. And I stand by it. I say, you know, it, it was more of like a challenge question. Rather, you give them a platform. Say, hey, listen, what I would do if I was in a situation, I would rephrase it. I would say, listen, there's some stories going on about this. You know, yeah, just and set the record know, straight. But no, he, he didn't, just- she didn't, he, she did not ask that question. She said, you know, is, you know, she did, I, and I can't, re- uh, phrase exactly what she said because I don't have the, the exact quote of what her question was, but any other person say because it's such a sensitive subject, you would ask it in a different way where it's not biased. Yeah, but say, if he is if he is not controlling his wife, then this wouldn't be a sensitive sensitive subject. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have looked and been like, "Absolutely not! What are you talking about? Like these media outlets that are reporting this are out of their mind." And well, then it was her outlet that did it, so. Yeah, but there's a, a a couple outlets that are saying that he's controlling her because she's showing up naked on every you know Instagram post of his, and so people are starting to feel like it feels weird that she doesn't have an Instagram account that she's posting her own naked photos on that he's doing it all. Whatever, it doesn't even matter. The way he responded makes you feel like it's even more of a controlling situation because if he wasn't, he would have just been like, "No, what are you talking about?" Like. You're out of your mind and moved on with his life. He wasn't right here. He was not right. 
And but he wasn't right. He's not wrong. Um, he's not right. He's not wrong. He shouldn't have gotten physical. He should have maybe addressed it in a different way. With that said, coming from a guy who's been doing this job, you don't do it in that type of manner. And then also, you know, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. That's also too. I mean, this is, I've been put in very dangerous situations and just, it's not what you do. Um, Dax, let's move along to number four. Uh, Margot Robbie breaking her silence on the big old Barbie Oscar snubs this year. Uh, basically, she uh, she talked about it and said, listen, there's no way to feel sad when you know you're this blessed, which I love. She goes, obviously, I True. think Greta should have been nominated as a director. Um, what she did is a once in a lifetime, once in a career, once in a lifetime thing that she pulled off. It really is. But it's been an incredible year for all of the films. So I think that it was such a beautiful way to put like, screw you. I'm winning out in the end. Like she is a producer on Barbie, which raked in over a billion dollars. So I'm sure she is making a ridiculous amount of money off of this whole thing and how big it's really gotten. Um, but she's like, listen, I'm not going to let an Oscar snub get to me. I don't think when she walked into this movie, there is no way in hell she thought that this would ever be an Oscar contending movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. There's no way. 100%. I think they went out there to change perceptions or whatever, make a, a movie that would work well in today's culture. But I don't think she ever thought she'd be nominated for an Oscar. And so it continued down that road. And Listen, she's winning out. This is not a woman who is hurting for Oscar nominations. You know what I'm saying? I, she's she's had one anywhere. of the most successful careers I've seen in Hollywood in in, um, in in a short span of time. Dax, I couldn't say it any better. You said it perfectly. I agree with you 1,000%. I have nothing to add to it because you said it perfectly. I'm kidding. <laughs> here, but, uh, Dax, uh, the number three story. Oh, people love when rumored couples start deleting photos of each other off Instagram because it just means what's happening. But uh, Kyle Richards and Morgan Wade uh, are sparking about a bit of fan confusion after Morgan deleted all of Kyle Richards' photos from her Instagram, completely cleared it off. And so people are like, wait, is this rumored couple not together anymore? I mean, th the best part is, they're not even officially a couple, but deleting photos makes them unofficially uncoupling. I don't know. I, this is some of these stories. I'm like, people look, how do you even notice that someone deleted photos off? Like who out there is surfing through and goes, oh man, this person deleted all the photos. Like that's you know a it lot is? of time. It's someone are really close to the couple mm -hmm. and then they kind of like push it out there. I think that's my theory. Oh, so you think it's more of a leaked out situation? I think like so. no one noticed, but hey, as the PR rep, let me yeah let one of the outlets know that all the photos were deleted so that everyone talks about it. That's my theory. Because she's gonna be releasing music, right? It gets people talking. Mm-hmm. She's gonna release music, it'll be a whole thing. Everyone's talking. God, why did we get sucked into this shit? Dude, I don't know. I'm so over this whole Morgan Wade, Kyle Richards thing. Are they or aren't they a couple? It's uh, but people love the story. I I just want there to be closure to them. I want to know, hey, is there? I just don't feel like we've gotten good answers from either of them. Of like, yeah. are you guys dating? Are you not dating? Are you a couple? Are you not? But yet again, they're also smart enough to go. No, let's get people talking. Let's make people curious because it's good for business. 
I just want closure to it. I want to move on from them. Yeah, just just say we're dating. We're not dating. Well, I guess they didn't. They kind of said they're not dating. They said but... they're not, but like, it's got to be a stronger statement. Like, it's got to be like, no, we're not dating. Like, no, be be direct on what's going on here, and not like I care. God. It's just the that more I want we're everyone, talking about, I want everyone like, to move on. I'm literally getting annoyed even more as I'm listening to us even reason this out even more. We're done. Yeah, moving on. Move on. Number two. Uh, Britney Spears uh, shocked a lot of people when she issued a public apology to D- Justin Timberlake this week and even praised him on his new album. Uh, so if you know, I, I think we talked about it last Friday, how he released a new song called Selfish, um, which Britney fans actually band together because, you know, a lot of those Britney supporters don't like Justin Timberlake, um, especially after in her memoir kind of talked about how hurt she was by him, talked about having an abortion because he didn't want a kid. Like, so there's a lot of feelings, strong feelings when it comes to Britney span, Britney's fans and Justin Timberlake. And so they were shocked to see her go on her Instagram and say, wow, like I really actually like his new song. I'm really sorry. Um, you know, if, for any of those people that I may have hurt it, with my book, but the crazy thing is her fans, don't like him so much that they band together to basically push up her old song, Selfish. It's a 13-year-old song that she did to number one on the charts. So to good. basically trump his Selfish song out there. And all around the world, it became number one over him. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's awesome. Good job. Good job. That is so smart and strategic and fun and funny. Yeah. Hit him where it hurts. Great. And great you know, job. and and her music videos for Oops I Did It Again and I'm a Slave for You also took the top two spots on iTunes music video charts with him coming in at number three. I mean, damn, that's brutal right there. Smart move. That's that is what a what a pack. I give you guys credit. Props. You guys. <laughs> Bravo. That Bravo is to the Britney fans. I'm all about like that is a whole nother all, yeah, it's a whole nother a, level of petty, and I love it. Yeah, I I'm, I love Petty. I love Payback, and you guys hit him <laughs> hit him where it hurts. Like you, he can. It's been over 25, 30 years now since this couple, and we still have not let them like <laughs> go their separate ways. They've had no contact, no run. It's nothing in twenty, but somehow we still keep running it back. Bravo, <laughs> Britney fans, amazing. Um, but Justin also made a lot of news this week, right? Well, this is actually... well that goes into our number one story. Yeah, this is the number one story. Um, Justin Timberlake not apologizing, though. Um, So this is (laughs) he is pissed off a lot of people. It looks like, you know, and this is right on the heels of Britney apologizing to him. He uh, had one of his shows. It's a it was a single night performance in New York City on Wednesday. Um, And basically he gets out on stage and he says, and I quote, "Um, I want to make an apology. To absolutely nobody, and then Conor McGregor quote, yeah, and uh, a lot of people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Britney apologizes to you, and then you turn around and say, you know, and it's and then goes into singing "Cry Me a River." So a lot of people are like, wait, was this a direct hit at Britney Spears? You're not accepting her apology. You're saying "f you," but on top of it. This was the 20-year anniversary of him at the Super Bowl with Janet Jackson, um, where he ripped off her top and exposed her boob. And so people are like, wait, 
is this a not an apology to Britney or a not apology to Janet Jackson or shit people even got into? Is this not an apology to your wife, who you've obviously had a lot of issues with as well, uh, Jessica Biel? So everyone's like, who are you not apologizing to? And this is some really bad timing to say this right as your album comes out, because now you pissed off Britney fans, you pissed off Janet fans, and you're expecting to sell albums. Yeah, I mean, Justin is trying to sell albums right now. He's back in, you know, he's got a world tour that he's trying to do. And thing is, mm-hmm. he can't come back as a failure. He's got to he's got to succeed here. He, he, if he works on this new album, this new tour, and doesn't do well, that's going to become a story. So he's got big shoes to fill because he's been successful his whole career. I'm sure, I'm confident he will be successful with his new music and tour. But, you know... <coughs> We're in a social media world, and it's a, it's a much more difficult climate because people talk. So he and did if they the turn show. Your, if, if they turn their back on you, it'll make you sink. We've seen it time and time again. If if people band together just like they did for to bring Britney's song up the charts, I've seen people band together to cancel someone as well. Um, yeah, no, it's um, he did the show last night at Irving Plaza, which is a small venue. And, um, he, it's funny. They're like, Hey, Justin, Justin Timberlake is doing a free concert in New York city. It's not a free concert. You can't get tickets to this concert. In fact, like I saw people who were there. I'm like, Oh, these are all people in the industry. I hate when people say, Oh my God, free concert because it's never free. Serious radio does these concerts that like the Apollo. And I've been fortunate to get a lot of these, like mm-hmm. get in. But when you go to those concerts, 70% of that crowd is like people in the industry. And then the other 30% is like, oh, we're going to have those free tickets. And this one is such a small venue. And I saw the people there. I was like, oh, these are people in the industry. This is not giving out free tickets. I saw no. the set list for the show. Did you look at the set list? No. So the set list for the show was good. He did all the hits. It wasn't like a two and a half hour concert, but he did He did the songs you want him to hear. He starts with, uh, he does Sexy Back Love Stone. He does uh, Girlfriend. He, so he did the like the early, the first solo stuff. Uh, he does Rock Your Body, Cry Me River. He did 15 songs total, uh, which is I a good show. Like, it's 43rd birthday. I feel like a 10-set show by Justin would be good. But once you start, because I think we, I think I looked at a set list last week for that other show that he did. And I after about 10 songs, I was like, I don't know half of these. So yeah. I wouldn't be excited. Yeah, he did 15 songs. He did mostly the cover. Uh, mostly like the hits. It was like one of the shows that's fun to see live, especially like in that situation where it's like you're so close. It's not a bad seat there. Like you could see like the freckles on his face. I love like that's a cool experience. With that said, I'm curious to hear his whole album. Like the first song is good, but I feel like personally, Justin Bieber's Justin. I'm sorry, Justin Timberlake. (laughs) I keep saying Justin Bieber. Justin Timberlake's music. It's like, all right, he makes like two, three good songs. And the rest of the album is just like the same sound and very blah. Mm-hmm. That's just a personal and feeling to me. I also feel like he's, so he didn't like acknowledge in sync for so many years. You know what I'm saying? Like it was always, yeah. it was like a touchy subject. He didn't want to bring up in sync because he was trying to distance himself so much. And now he's like embracing the fuck out of it. Um, so obviously they did the song for the trolls movie, which clearly was a publicity stunt just for the trolls movie to really hype it up by in sync showing up to the VMAs and all that kind of stuff. But then he went on the Kelly Clarkson show this week and she asked him about NSYNC and he said, you know, we've been in the studio, so there may be a little something in the future, too, is what he teased. And then I saw some other stories come out this week that it's just like 
background sounds by the guys like they're not actually doing some kind of big revamp album i think he uses it uses them to his advantage without really saying in sync like it's this is the justin timberlake show i'll bring them on because it's good publicity but they got to be in the background yeah it's they all know who the star is at the end of the day. They know Justin's the guy. Justin's the guy. And yeah. I don't, I wonder if it's weird if they just accepted it or they're just like, you know what? It is what it is. It, it, we're so used to it by now. They've just become like immune to it. But it's yeah. show business. And um, you got to remember at the end of the day, it's about making money. That is our Raw Rundown with the top 10 stories of the week. Thank you guys for checking us out. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe at that button right down below. If you're listening, Give us a review. It's the best thing you do to support this podcast. Follow us on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. We're revamping our Instagram and our social media with our TikTok as well. We have a private Facebook group called Off the Record, which is a really cool community where you guys could talk to us. We could talk to you. And we're going to be doing an episode soon where it's about Ask Us Anything. And we'll try to get into that. Uh, follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. And I'll see you guys. Uh, I'll see you in two weeks for Super Bowl. But I'll see you. you know, we'll see you. Dax, we'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Later. A Huda Media Production.